Okay, good evening. The learning tonight is sponsored L'Ilu Nishmas, my grandmother, Mirka Basav Yasef. Our learning, inshallah, should have an aliyah. Our learning should also be before Shlema from Yerim Beil Abbas Nechama, the Seich Shar Chayle Yisrael. So we left off last week, middle of Perak Yurches, and we're discussing Shaul's marriage into the family, David's marriage into the family of Shaul HaMelech. And we remember that the initial promise that Shaul HaMelech had made is whoever kills Goliath gets to marry his daughter. So really, Shaul owes David to become his son-in-law. And he, after David has become a mighty warrior in his army, earned a major name for himself. So Shaul tells David that he wants to make a shidduch with him. Right? Shaul tells David that I want my oldest daughter, Meirav, I want her to be your wife. David says, who am I? Am I Roy? Lekach? And no, Shaul says, yeah, you're going to be her wife. And somehow, she's going to be your wife. Somehow, the Pasuk tells us that when the time comes for actual chasana, vayihi ba'est as Meirav Bashol with David, the time comes when she's supposed to be given to David, Instead, she marries Adriel Hamachelosi. Now, other Chabshat would seem that she decided on her own to go and marry Adriel. She wasn't interested in marrying David. Maybe she noticed that her father wasn't particularly fond of David. And she was not interested in marrying David. Or Another possibility is, is that Shaul himself went back on his promise, although he had promised her to David, Shaul, as the Pasuk tells us, didn't really want David to be his son-in-law. What he really wanted is David should be dead. He tried killing him, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu saved David. And he figures, we'll send Shaul out to battle, and somehow this will, you know, Shaul will want to, David will want to prove himself in battle, and he'll get killed in battle, let the pollution kill him. And that wasn't really working out. So when it came, push came to shove, time to actually marry off his daughter, he didn't really want David as a son-in-law, he gives her to his, to Adriel. So either it was Me'es Shol, that Shol was the one who somehow withdrew, or it was Adriel, who was Meirav herself, who chose not to marry David. Now, Chazal tell us that perhaps there was a Kedushin, it's Machleikis Amiram, if there was Shemachleikis Tanoim, the Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says, And how's David allowed to marry both Meirav and Michal? So this Mahalach in the Gemara is understanding that, that David actually married Meirav. Now it could be that it means that just by killing Goliath or somehow after that, there was a Kedushin, and all that was missing was Nesuin, and she was given over as a wife to Adriel HaMachelosi, Shaloi Kedin, and really she was David's wife. Now, even if David never actually got to live with her, but if halachically there was Kedushin, it's a Chais Ishtay. So the Gemara says it's not a Kasha, because it was only after Meirav died that David went ahead and married Michal. Now you're going to have to know how that works out because the Gemara is going to understand that Meirav had, Pasik says Meirav had children 
And those children, when were they born? Doesn't seem that there is enough time, especially Chazal understood all everything that we're learning about took place within two years. That shows Homoluchu is two years. So it'll be a little bit difficult to understand how there was enough time for Meirav to get married to someone else and have four children. And uh, so a little bit difficult to understand. Another derech is to understand that no, Meirav actually was never his wife because even though David thought there was Kedushin, but it was not a proper Kedushin. It was Kedushe. He was Mekadashe B'milf. Why? Because what was the Mois Kedushin? What did he give her for Kedushin? The money Shaul promised whoever kills Goliath will be rich, so he was Mekadashe with that, those promised riches, but that's a loan. It's not an actual, you know, it's a big money difference between money you're owed and money that you have in your pocket, and you can't be Mekadashe and Isha Bimilva. So this is how Chazal understand, be it as it may, however you want to learn, the bottom line is that David did not marry Meirav, or I'll call upon him, he never ended up living with Meirav as a wife, and instead... What happens is that when it's clear that Meirav is not going to be the wife of David, so Vate'ehav Michal Bashol is David. So now, Michal, the younger daughter of Shol, now loves David. That means that originally she never really thought about David because she thought it was going to her older sister, right? Like we learned last week. We don't give the younger daughter before the older one. And uh, she's the younger daughter, so of course she's not marrying David. But now she sees. David is still available. Michal married, Meirav married someone else. Therefore, Michal Batehav, Michal Bashol is David. She tells her father she wants to marry him. The Agidul Shol, and they tell Shol that, you know, your daughter would like to marry David. Vayishar Hadover Be'enav. And Shol likes the idea that David should marry Michal. Why does he like the idea that David should marry Michal? He figures. You know, maybe he'll be able to use his daughter to set David up for a trap somehow. He thinks that somehow he can work this to advantage. He'll trick David into, we'll see in a minute, into trying to do extremely dangerous acts in order to actually marry her. And therefore, Shaul sees this as a good opportunity, again with his underlying theme of trying to get David out of the way. So Shaul says, at Nenoloi, I'll give... Michal, my daughter, to David as a wife, at Tehiloi Lemoikish. So, and she will be a Moikish to David. How will she be a Moikish to David? So, this is what we're saying that it's going to be a. Uh, now, first of all, the Hemshech Apostik is that Tehiloi Lemoikish. It will be a danger to David, it will be a trap for David, because David will have to be Moise Nefesh in order to get her as a wife. And then he'll go out to battle in a dangerous manner. The Polishim will kill him. Others understand that this is actually two different things. This is how the Malbim understands. But others understand that there's actually two separate things. That his daughter will somehow be a method of sneakily attacking David. And in addition, he'll use this as an opportunity to force David to go and fight against the Polishim in a manner that's going to risk his life. So this is what... Shaul is thinking, and Shaul thinks it's a great idea. So what does Shaul do? Vayim Shaul al David, b'shtayim t'schatin b'hayoyim. Now, b'shtayim t'schatin b'hayoyim sounds like you'll marry two of my daughters, which obviously doesn't make sense. So Rashi tells us it means shtei bonus yeshli, ba'achas mehen t'schatin b'hayoyim. One of my two daughters you'll marry. 
you thought you were marrying the older one, it didn't work out, it was a mistake, it's not my fault, she chose to marry someone else, don't blame me. I still want you as a son-in-law, you're going to marry my younger daughter. Now, Shaul saw that David was very hesitant, which is, you know, understandable. Someone thinks they're marrying one girl. He shows up the day the chasna and the shver tells him, so sorry, you know, she just took condition from someone else. So most people are not going to take the shver very seriously. But he says, but I have another daughter for you. Say, thank you very much. I'll, I'll find a different shver. Zagibetsch. So David made it pretty apparent that he wasn't very excited about this. So Shaul now has to go and work behind David's back to... Convince David that Shol actually wants him. So Vayitzav Shol is So Shol sends his servants, his officials in the palace, and they tell him. He tells them, "Dibruel David Belat. I want you to go secretly and speak to David. Kili, not coming as a messenger. Don't come as a messenger for me. I want you to go and secretly speak to David and tell him, Leimar, he You should know the king really wants you. And all the servants of the king love you. Don't think that this is a plan that Shoal didn't want you and Shoal set this whole trick up, make you look silly with the whole thing with Meirav. No, Shoal very much wants you for an aid. Shoal was very upset. His daughter went against his wishes and took a douche for someone else. What's Shoal supposed to do? But Shoal really, really wants you. And don't think that maybe it's a plot by the palace that they don't like you. They don't like this newcomer comes in. He was elevated to a high position. Suddenly he's going to become the king's son-in-law. They're trying to push you away. No, everybody in the palace loves you. This was just... Meirav acting on her own, she went and she married someone else, but you should know you're really still the favorite person. So that was the message. She wants David to get this message. Everyone wants you. The king really wants you. It's not a joke. The king's not trying to push you away. So Shoals Avodim go and they report to David exactly. They tell David that you should know what we heard what the king wants. The king really wants you as a son in law. Now David responds, David's not so convinced. What, you think that it's a Dover cow? You think it's a, it's, it's a small thing to become the king's son-in-law? You just show up and marry the king's son-in-law, full support. You want to marry the king's daughter, you got to bring tremendous amounts of money that you give the king as gifts and a tremendous dowry. Who am I? I'm a nobody. I'm, I'm poor. I'm not hush of a person. And uh, what can I possibly offer? I don't have the wherewithal to come and become the king's son-in-law. Now, it's a little bit interesting because Shaul already promised to make him rich. So some say that maybe as part of the process leading up to the chasm of Meirav, he was Michael the Chayv, you know, everything was worked out, I'm, giving, I'm, I'm releasing you from the debt, and I'm marrying Meirav, and somehow when it all fell apart, he was left with no money. And uh, he comes as... <laughs> What am I supposed to do? I have nothing now. But was this sincere or was this just David trying to get out of it because he still didn't trust Shaul? Meaning, no, he, he honestly say, felt, you'll he see. He didn't say this to Shaul. So Shaul offered, offered... Yeah, because uh, so that's what, it seems that at that point he thought he was coming because of the original killing of Goliath and the money that he was offered. So at that point he felt he had a position of strength. Now he feels that things were pulled out from under him and he doesn't have the ability to make the appropriate gesture to marry the king's daughter. So... I'm sorry, we just read this Pasik. It's Pasik Chabalad. So Shoal's Avodim tells Shoal, You know, David responded that he can't become the king's son-in-law. He doesn't have what it takes. He doesn't have the money. He doesn't, it's, it's not something he can do. So this is perfect for Shoal. This is Mameshkil. David walked into the trap. Because Shoal didn't want money from David. What did Shoal want? Shoal wants David should risk his life. 
So Shaul says, Oh, go tell David as follows. No, the king, you know, most kings, yeah, you go, you want to marry the king's daughter, you're supposed to bring tremendous expensive gifts. That's not what Shaul wants. Key, you know what Shaul wants? Bemeya Orlis Plishtim. He wants a hundred Orlis of Plishtim. Not Plishti babies, Plishti adult warriors. You can go kill a hundred Plishti warriors, cut off their Orlis. The king wants to take Nakam against the Polishtim, and that's how you'll do it. You go and you'll kill 100 Polishtim, you'll be Mavazlim by cutting off their Arlos, you bring it to the king. That will be a sign of your dedication to the king. That's what the king wants much more than he wants you to give him expensive gifts. Now, why did Shaul do this? So the Pasuk tells us. Shaul figures this is a guaranteed way to kill David. You know, and, and, and the Malam and others explain that you send someone out to battle. So, you know, in a battlefront, the people understand, doesn't, you know, there's not, there's obviously, you know, two sides are killing each other, they don't like each other very much, but there's a natural fa- way things work in battle. When one side starts desecrating the bodies and cutting off the Arlos, and they're just killing people for no reason and cutting off their Arlos, that's going to create tremendous hatred, and they're going to fight very fiercely. Dove is going to become wanted man number one, and be his posters all over the pushy territories, kill this man. And double will be killed. And to make things worse, we'll see in the Pasuk in a minute, the Pasuk didn't tell us this yet, but there was a time frame. Shaul said, I need a hundred Arlos within, or whatever, it doesn't tell us what the time frame was. You can imagine a week or two, whatever, he told them, you have a short amount of time, you have to go and kill a hundred Pelishtim, and bring me their Arlos. And Shaul figures, that David's not going to survive this. Even though he beat Goliath before, it just seems like a funny idea. Yeah, but so, so there's a difference. Goliath is threatening all of Klal Yisrael, so there was, there was a tremendous room to have Siat and Shemaya. <coughs> And the Betochen HaKadosh Baruch over here is going and starting up with 100 Pelishtim just to cut off their Arlos. That was something that, now, it was a mitzvah because the Pelishtim were constantly attacking Klal Yisrael. And this was part of, you know, uh, a tactic to secure Klal Yisrael. It wasn't something that was usher. It wasn't killing people for no reason. But still, this is, you know, not necessarily we'll have that same level of Siat of the Shemaya. I'm trying to understand, did David want to marry Michal or not? Definitely. David saw Michal's, uh, David, we'll see, David, 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 Michal becomes David's wife. I understand what happens and at this point why wouldn't he want to marry Michal? I don't she know was probably first, a special woman first he and said she no was, to Shaul Shaul was the, was the Melech he first thought he wasn't Roy he was being Nesarev Kederech and Nesarev he'd say oh me am I Roy to be the king's son-in-law then he agrees and then Lamaisa Meirav was pulled out from on this feet now he already feels that this is not after Meirav he offered, he offered I thought he offered Michal to David and David said no David, and then what, he said no, so why didn't Shaul want to give him Michal? Why did Shaul want to give him Michal? So he said, the Pasuk says, that he felt that he can use the marriage to Michal as a way to have David put to death to the Polish. Shaul's goal right now is to have David killed. Again, he didn't offer, offer Michal and David said no. Wasn't that the end of the Shtayim? He did. But the understanding was that you have to offer something. So he made the offer. David was not excited. David felt that he doesn't have what it takes. David felt Shaul wasn't serious. Told the Taliban, go tell David David Shaul serious. David says, yeah, maybe Shaul's serious, but I don't have what it takes. He says, no, you do have what it takes. What I really want is May Arlis Plishtim. So, what are we up to? Um David in Chofetz the whole goal was David should get killed. So 
Shoals have often told David what Shoal wants. Vayishar ha-dovid be'ini dovid l'schatim b'melech. Shoal, David likes the idea of marrying the ben ha-melech, even with this t'nai. Why? So the Pasuk tells us that although it's a bizarre t'nai, but David felt it's worth it l'schatim b'melech. David felt it's worth it to marry into the family of the king. Why? So... Some of the Farshim explained, David saw that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had been manahim as the next Melech, he was Nimshech Melech, and a very good way to become the next Melech, right? If, if you want to be a Rebbe and you don't have Yichas, pretty much no hope. If you marry into the, marry the Rebbe's daughter, you have a lot better chance, you know, become the Rebbe's Aiden, then you have a chance of becoming a Rebbe. <laughs> Same thing with the Melech. And uh, there's some attackers say that maybe the reason David was able to become the Melech is that when Shaul and his sons are killed, perhaps David yarshin the Melucha min hadin. So David felt that this is the right thing. It's Kedai, although it's a bizarre thing and not necessarily something that's very safe. But this is probably, David felt that it was worth taking this risk, that this is a way HaKadosh Baruch Hu was bringing about the Kiyam Hanavua, the Kiyam of this, the Meshich the, the Melech, is all day marrying into Shaul's family, and therefore he agreed to do this uh, outrageous act. And the Pasuk says, The days had not yet, it hadn't even reached the deadline by which he had to come up with the Mea Arlis Plish. And what did David do? gets up together with his soldiers. David asked Shaul asked for a hundred, two hundred pushed him. Ve'yovei David es arlosam. David brings back their arlos. Ve'yimalum lemelech l'hischatim b'melech, and he sends them to the king to marry into the family of the king. Ve'yitin le'shol l'smichol b'tel isha. Now Shol fulfills his part of the bargain. He gives David, he gives Michal to David as a wife. Now what is he sends it with a shliach, and he sends it with a shliach. Why doesn't he send it to Michal? He's mikadosh Michal. So the Barbanel says that you can't actually send it to Michal. That would be Chesorin and Sneez, and probably not something Michal wanted to see. So he sent it to Shaul. And even to bring it to Shaul, that's an Abazoyan to bring this. So he sent it all Yidei Shluchim, because it's not, it's, not, it's not Roy that, uh, you know, the, the, the king's future son who comes to present the mayor. Let's push him. He sent the Shliach to show, look, I was Mekayim the Tanai. Everyone understood that really the point is to show his gavura and killing out Plishtim. And once he shows his gavura and killing Plishtim, so he gets to marry Michal. Now, the Gemara tells us that there was a major machlekes going on over here. Because we're going to see a little bit later that Shoal takes Michal away from David after they're already living together as man and wife for a while. And the Gemara says that the reason Shoal felt that he had a right to do that is because Shoal felt that there's no Kedushin over here. You need to give at least a Shava Pruta. What do you give? May Arlis Plushtim is nothing. Elamai, he has in mind for the money that was promised to him. The Gemara assumes that he still has this promised Chayv. Mekadosh Milva is not Mekadoshes. So Mekadosh, and even if you give something small, but the Daite Amilva. And one Mahalach in the Gemara says, it's worthless, it's nothing. That's what Shoal felt, it's worthless. David felt, no, it is a good Kedushin. Why? Because... David said that you could use it as cat food. So may Arlis Plushtim would have a small amount of uh, shavish. You could buy it in a can and feed your, your cats. And therefore, it is a shavapruta. He was Makadasher and she's his wife. Why do you have to, why do, you have to do it with cats? You could have done shar. 
Like, he didn't. This was the condition. Oh, this, 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 this was the condition. Oh. This is what the Gemara is assuming. And Shaul was in the Kabbalah as a Yeah. Shliach, yeah, assuming she was over, uh, she, was over, over she wasn't an Ayur anymore. Much, yeah, assuming she wasn't an Ayur in the Kabbalah as a Shliach. What's the Milda? The money that Shaul had promised whoever kills Gol, yes. Is there a yeah. You didn't have anything in him a Pruta? He didn't have anything to his name? But this was the it. deal. The Nasser Pruta, right? Your wife on the Chub, you didn't give her a dollar, you gave her the ring. The if the ring turns out to be worthless, you didn't give Kedushin. I had cash in your pocket, that's not what you wanted. The deal here was, she doesn't want a ring, she wants Maya Arlo's Pulishna. I thought the deal was that the king will agree to this Kedushin with this. No, this is the, actually, this is the Kedushin. You want to know if she was an Irish, she was a Gitana? I'm not sure if she was an Irish, I don't know. What's the what's the what's the messiah? What? What gives him a hetter to do messiah? Double? Chal messiah? No, no. But I'm saying he's risking his life. There's, there's no. Mishal hundred. He could have been yetzer. Okay. I, I guess he wanted to make the point. He was not. He was taking the comma from the Eved Hashem. Did the Palestinian totally retreat once he killed Goliath? No. We'll see. They keep attacking. We'll see that they don't. Only when David becomes the Melech does the, does David finally subdue the Palestinian in a way that they don't. Uh, Come back for a while, but at this but point the pollution keeps sending out. Yeah, they're keep constantly threatening Clyde, so there's no no issue killing out uh, Palestinians. Look at, at the point. Palestinians. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Nothing changed. Okay. Um, oh. so now when this happens, Shol Shol sees that David had this tremendous success. He survived the killing out 200 pollution. He sees that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with David, and he has a tremendous Yad HaDashemayah, not just when Kali shows a risk, he has the Yad HaDashemayah to go do this risky act. And not only that, he sees that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with David, and he also sees that his own daughter loves David. Right? The Radak explains, he was afraid for two reasons. First of all, he saw he has tremendous Seyat Why is that a reason to be afraid if his daughter loves David? Because, like we said earlier, when it says that he said, I want to marry of David to Michal, his plan was that this will bring about something bad for David, not just through the Blushtim, or maybe Michal will trap him, but now he sees that Michal is actually loves David, and she's not going to do anything against David. And not only won't Michal actively harm David, but worse than that, even if he's going to, you know, the, the daughters have a way of finding out the father's plans. She'll hear his father his plans. And we'll see that actually does happen. So he now is very afraid because David has a major ally. His wife is, is Shaul's daughter, and David is Shaul's extremely afraid. Vayosef Shaul... Leiroi mitnei David. Shaul is very afraid. Interesting word, Leiroi mitnei David. But he was afraid. He was. He he, he tried to do bad to David. Vayhi Shaul oyev as David kolayam. And Shaul now becomes an internal enemy to David. And although we'll see, there's some brief moments here and there where Shaul has a moment of clarity and he apologizes to David for what he does, but overall, from this point on, the Shaul is purely out to get David, and that's, that's really the only way he can relate to David, is an enemy who's trying to steal the throne from him. Uh, and at this point, the Pelishtim keep attacking. This is like the background of everything that's going on, is that the Sari Pelishtim are constantly attacking Claudius Yisrael. They try to make raids. 
and every time they attack, shook out David of all the Avdeshol, all the different warriors and Gibayim in the army, David's always the most successful and the one who has the greatest ability to defeat Plishtim. And David's name, you can imagine, all of Kaishal is talking about their champion David. And this was the you know, everyone spoke about David in very respectful terms. That's Vayaker, it's a lotion of respect. And this is something that's uh, tremendously painful to show, that the whole nation is basically turned to David as their champion, their hero. And Shaul now realizes things came to a head. David is practically the king. And therefore, Shaul now makes a decision that he straight out says to Yonason, he says it to his avodim that he has to kill David. And he wants that his avodim should help him. He wanted it to be, you know, he, he understood that it doesn't look good if the king kills the national hero. And he wanted they should do it in a manner that they could somehow make it seem to be an accident, do it in a way that won't be noticed. But the problem is, V'yaynison ben Shol chafetz b'david ma'id. Yonison ben Shol, despite being the person who had, the single person who has the most to lose from David becoming king, he's the crown prince. Shol's already the king. Yonison will never become king if David is becoming the king. And Afal Pikain, Yonison has this tremendous ava for David. He doesn't want to harm David. And Yonison is the one who wants to stick up and save David's life. David <coughs> So Yonason quickly goes and tells David, You should know my father's trying to kill you. What? His father-in-law. Yeah. He said, my father. He's just pointing out that this is his father. Uri's just pointing out this is not such a chiddush, that the father was a chiddush. My father, Shaul, wants to kill you. So I have a plan. I want you to go in the morning. I want you to go hide out secretly. No one should know in a certain spot. Where is the spot you're going to hide out? So apparently it seems that Shaul had a minute to go for a walk every morning. And Yonason says, listen, I know my father's going to go for a walk in this area. Hide out in the bushes and the trees where no one can see you. And listen to the conversation. I want to see if I can. I'm going to try to get the truth out of my father. Vani say. This is not the Haftar of Machachaydish, although it sounds a little bit like it. That's going to be a second story later, coming up. Not tonight. I'm going to go and meet my father in the field, where you're nearby where you're hiding. I'm going to speak to my father about you. And I'll see what my father has to say. And I'll be able to tell you, and you'll, you'll, you'll get the sense of we're. My father actually stands. So what does Yonason do? Ve'idaber Yonason b'david toiv el So Yonason goes and he tries to convince his father all the good things David had done. Ve'yomer elov al yechta ha-melech ba'avdei b'david. You shouldn't kill David, your eved, ki lo'ichotelach. David never harmed you. He didn't do anything to harm you. He was just bringing glory to you. Ve'chimais of toiv lo'ch mo'id. Everything he does to you is, is, it does is very, very good for you. Ve'yosem esnafshe b'kapoi. He puts his hand in his palm, literally his life in his palm, and his, takes his life in his own hands. He killed Goliath. HaKadosh Baruch threw him, did tremendous saviors to all of Kali Yisrael. 
Reisa v'tismach. You should be happy. How could you do an Aveir against an innocent person? Now, it's interesting. Kipshutai, shot over here, is he went and he said all these nice things about him. The Malbim learns that he came with Merdikechachma. He says that Yainistin understood you don't go to somebody who has a big enemy and just go up to the person and start saying wonderful things about him. That's going to be counterproductive. So, what did Yainistin do? So, the Malbim says, He comes over to Shaul and says, that David, crazy guy. You know what he does? He risks his life. What kind of sugar is he? And he starts talking to Shaul. When it says that, da- that it was Toiv al Shaul Aviv, he doesn't mean good about David, right? It says, It means things that were good for Shaul to hear. Shaul wants to hear that David's risking his own life. So Yannison's convincing him, well, what are you killing him for? There's no reason for you to get involved. Look at this guy, he's crazy. He went out and killed 200 Arles, pushed him. He fought against Goliath. He has a death wish. He's going to die soon anyway. Why do it yourself? Put yourself in this terrible situation. All the class is going to blame you. Just leave him alone. Before you know it, he'll be dead anyway. So this was Yannison's plan. And Shaul agrees to Yannison whether... Yonison spoke nice things about David and Shaul was convinced, or it means that he was convinced that it's not worth him getting involved because David's going to kill himself soon anyway. And he made a shvua, that David, he's not going to kill David. Now, it's a pella because we'll see that he backs off on this nether very quickly, and we'll see part of it is the fact that we know Shaul was suffering from the Ruach Ra, but also perhaps Shaul felt that he, was ta- he took this nether under false pretenses. calls David, tells him the whole conversation. brings David into Shaul. And David is back in good graces in front of Shaul, and he goes back to the way things were. And he goes back to playing the harp for Shaul when Shaul is, has the Ruach Ra, being the warrior for Shaul. And we'll do one more Pasuk tonight. Vatoisif, Hamulchama, Lios, and there's continued battles with the Plishtim. Vayetze David, Vayilachim, the Plishtim. And David goes out to war against the Plishtim. Vayach, Behem, Mak, Gedeila, Vayinusmi, Panav. And he, tremendous victories over the Plishtim. And this continues to cause Shaul instead of happiness, sadness, and this will bring the Ruach Ra back on Shaul. We'll have to see what happens with Hashem next week. Shkoyach.